0: Hello and welcome to The Poetry of Science, a podcast which provides insight into new scientific research via the medium of poetry. I'm your host Dr Sam Illingworth and each week I'll be introducing you to some of the latest scientific findings and sharing a selection of science-themed poetry. This episode explores new research which has used the fallout from the Cold War nuclear bomb tests to reveal the true age of whale sharks. Ageless giants glide beneath the waves, Their stunted snouts sagging coyly At the impertinence of our horology. Careless in its caudacity, One swims too close to shore. Shallow waters, now shallow grave, With aged secrets ripe for reaping. Peeling back the skin to reveal rivulets of cartilage That glisten like honey, We count rings as pears and singlets counting off their years with chronometric precision. The scars of our past lie buried in each vertebra, percolating through the brine these cold, neglected sins leave grubby fingerprints that fade with time, buried memories revealing more than we could ever wish to see. This poem is inspired by research published in Frontiers in Marine Science, which has used the radioactive legacy of the Cold War arms race to solve a mystery about the world's largest fish. Whale sharks grow up to 12 metres in length and are also thought to live very long lives, but measuring their exact age can be difficult because like all sharks, they lack the bony structure or tilliths that are usually used to assess the age of other fish. The age of whale sharks is instead estimated by counting the number of distinct bands that grow on their vertebrae, like the rings of a tree trunk. However, until now it has not been clear whether new growth rings occur every year or every six months. In this new study, researchers have used the fallout from nuclear weapons testing to better understand the frequency with which these growth rings are formed. During the 1950s and 1960s, many countries conducted tests of nuclear weapons as part of the Cold War. One powerful result of these blasts was the temporary atmospheric doubling of an isotope called carbon-14, a naturally occurring radioactive element that is often used by archaeologists and historians to date ancient artefacts. However, it is also a byproduct of nuclear explosions, and the fallout from the Cold War tests saturated first the air and then the oceans. The isotope gradually moved through food webs into every living thing on the planet, producing an elevated carbon-14 label or signature, which still persists to this day. The carbon-14 isotope decays at a steady and well-measured rate, meaning that the older cartilage that makes up each vertebra of the whale shark will contain a higher concentration than that which formed more recently. Measuring the carbon-14 levels in the successive growth rings of whale sharks therefore provides a novel methodology for determining how often they were created. Using bomb radiocarbon data, the researchers in this study measured the carbon-14 levels in the growth rings of two long-dead whale sharks stored in Pakistan and Taiwan. Measuring the radioisotope levels in successive growth rings allowed a clear determination of how often they were created and thus the age of the animal. Doing so has revealed that one growth ring is definitely deposited every year and not every six months, thereby helping researchers to better determine the exact age and longevity Of these giants of the sea. Now that you've heard the science, let me read the poem to you again. Ageless giants glide beneath the waves, Their stunted snout sagging coyly at the impertinence of our horology. Careless in its cordacity, one swims too close to shore, Shallow waters now shallow grave, With aged secrets ripe for reaping, Peeling back the skin to reveal rivulets of cartilage that glisten like honey, we count rings as pairs and singlets, counting off their years with chronometric precision. The scars of our past lie buried in each vertebra. Percolating through the brine, these cold, neglected sins leave grubby fingerprints that fade with time. Buried memories, revealing more than we could ever wish to see. In this section of the podcast, I'd like to share a poem written by another poet on a topic related to the science that has been discussed so far. In this episode, I'll be reading Plague of Dead Sharks by Alan Duggan. Alan Duggan was an American poet who was born in Brooklyn, New York in 1923. He grew up in Jamaica, Queens and attended Queens College, but after two years was drafted into the army to fight in World War II. In 1949, he earned a BA from Mexico City College before going on to teach poetry at Sarah Lawrence, Connecticut College and the University of Colorado. He is the author of seven collected works of poetry, starting with Poems, published in 1961, and finishing with Poem 7, New and Complete Poetry published in 2001. Duggan has received several awards for his poetry, including the National Book Award for Poetry, the Pulitzer Prize for Poetry, fellowships from the Guggenheim Foundation and the Rockefeller Foundation, and the Lannan Foundation Award. He died in 2003 at the age of 80. Plague of Dead Sharks by Alan Duggan. Who knows whether the sea heals or corrodes? The wading, wintered pack beasts of the feet slough off in spring, the dead rind of the shoe's leather detention, the big toe's yellow horn shines with a natural polish and the whole person seems to profit. The opposite appears when dead sharks wash up along the beach for no known reason. What is more built for winning than the swept-back teeth? water-finished fins and pure bad eyes these old, efficient forms of appetite are dressed in. Yet it looks as if the sea digested what it wished of them with viral ease and threw up what was left to stink and dry. If this shows how the sea approaches life in its propensity to feed as animal entire, then sharks are comforts, feet are terrified, but they vacation in the mystery and why not? who knows whether the sea heals or corrodes, what the sun burns up of it, the moon puts back. (music) Thank you for listening to the Poetry of Science.